Hey, good people. Thank you for tuning in to A Sip at the Table. Pour up a drink and we'll meet you at the table. Thank you again for listening to A Sip at the Table. I'm Shafonda. And I'm Yvette. And y'all know the vibes. We're on a mission to redefine Black relationships by staring up the past, shaking up the present, and pouring into our future one topic at a time. Yes, because Black problems are human problems. Don't let nobody tell y'all different. Okay. And to make it go down smoother, we do all this wonderful conversation over some yummy cocktails. Mm, so what's our what's our drink of the week? What you sipping on? Oh, girl, we got the sidecar getting us right this episode, and let me tell you, it is not disappointing. Okay, it's mm. so tasty, like for real, like it's really nice. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's like a margarita, but instead of using tequila, you're just gonna, you know, sub that with your favorite cognac. So. Mm. Do what you please. So I like Kanye. Yeah, so I'm a dark girl. Yeah, so do say tequila. I love I love tequila. Mm-mm. Tequila be having my throat burning. I be gagging. Like I'll I'll take one for the team and I will drink it. Which is weird because when I first started drinking, mm-hmm. like a tequila sunrise, that was my bitch. Oh, like we she is like good. she's good. Go to the go to the little college dive bars. What you want? It was either tequila. Well, I started off with an amaretta sour. Okay. Because, you know, I was, I start, I started drinking at 21. I, I was a good girl and I waited oh, until I was legal. Started drinking at 21. Amazing. My first shot was a shot of Patron. Okay. And then, yeah, this Push the chips in the table. Push them chips in the table. Got older and she just, I was like, <clears throat> no, I still love so, a good, I still love together. But I love margaritas. So, yeah, so I now you this. can have. Pretty much a margarita, mm-hmm. but put That's some cognac in it, and it is, I'm telling y'all, make sure y'all check out the recipe and let us know what y'all think about it, because I just think it's wonderful. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're also going to get y'all right with the word of the episode, which is emphatic, meaning showing or giving emphasis, expressing something forcibly and clearly. So, like, in a sentence to be, Yolanda's mother was emphatic when she told her not to come home late again. Like, <laughs> Yolanda, you better have your ass home on time. I'm not playing with you, little girl. Emphatic. Uh-uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, get your ass in the get house. Get your ass in this house right now. Okay. So, emphatic. So, okay, let me try to, off the dome, name something that you want to be emphatic about. As we venture into this new year, um, I am emphatic about this podcast. I want it to grow. I want it to do better, reach more people. I want more interaction. So, yes. So that's what I'm emphatic about. And i.e. follow, tell your friends. Hmm. You know, listen, interact with your cousins and your brothers. Comment all them. So let's go ahead and get into Ain't That Some Sip. All right, y'all. 
so there's just been so much shit going on for the past a couple I'm gonna say <laughs> weeks, years, decade. No, it's always something before else. 2020, life was good, but. <laughs> My point is, there's been so much going on that it's easy to miss things, like important things that are happening, especially for the black community, the mm-hmm. black diaspora. So I'm not sure if any of you all or any of you guys heard the story last year, but um, a piece of beach property that was seized by um, California in 1924 from a black family, a black couple, Will and Charles Bruce, was returned to their great-grandsons last year. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so, this is very important, especially when you think about, like, reparations and um, how to approach reparations in the black community. So, this is a a big moment. Very significant. It was. It was. But... They ruined it. A few few weeks ago, um, we all learned that the great-grandsons are selling... A few days ago? A few days ago? Oh, shit. Yep. A few days Mm -hmm. ago. They are selling the land back um, to Los Angeles County. I have thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. But you just also said you got a lot of thoughts. So I, uh, sister girl, <laughs> I don't you understand. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm blown. Like, why? I'm blown and I'm disappointed that they mm-hmm. it. Because, I don't know, they didn't even hold, I mean, have it that long. They had it like a year. A year? Yeah. To kind of decide what to do with it and... I don't know if I if that would have been enough time for me, and maybe that's why I feel some type of way. And also, when I was reading or you know skimming their article, they were saying like, "Oh, we're gonna you know use this money to invest in other ways." I'm like, "But what other ways?" It, to me, it just sounds mm-hmm. like they don't have a plan. They're gonna they're gonna kind of like figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also feel that if the white man, <laughs> the white man, the white man is paying you twenty million dollars, it's worth way more. It's way it's worth way more than that. Right. So, um, just from a historical standpoint, from the fight, um, and I think this was something that the black community rallied again, you know, around them and was like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, they need to get their land back and people followed it. And then when it was granted, you know, given back to them because it was stolen. So when it was given back to them, it was such a huge win. And I think that should have been pride enough um, I don't know what their financial situation may have been or anything like that, but to me, I feel like even if they would have wanted to eventually sell it, like a year is not enough time yeah. to kind of see what you'd be able to do. I know that they had mentioned that it was um, uh, currently only zoned for like mm-hmm. public access mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but... I don't know. To me, I have time for stuff like that. Like, I have time if I want to, you know, just They're to sit down and figure things now, out. though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they are. But if you don't have a plan, millions go quick. The millions go just as quick as hundreds if you don't have no pro- if you don't have no plan. You're right about that. I, so, to me, if you, mm-hmm. you'll, be, you'll still be doing yourself a disservice and your family uh, even more of a disservice if you fuck this up. Yeah. I... I agree with you. I feel like a year is way 
too little of a time to like hold something like you got to make the people sweat so mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like a um it was performative like mm-hmm. they gave you this land and they knew you was gonna sell a shit back and give back. you pennies on a dollar mm-hmm. but on a flip side because like what you just mentioned like it was zoned for public access there's only so much that they could do from the land i think to make it really profitable i know that they i read somewhere um it was mentioned that they were leasing the land for about like four hundred thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. um and so in doing the math like some people don't want that like responsibility because that is a Mm -hmm. huge weight to like go to from own i don't even know if they own their own house or like Mm -hmm. you know renting out an apartment to own in this huge chunk of land and i'm thinking about like the maintenance and the the amount of time and money that it would cost to like really upkeep the land Mm -hmm. and they probably was just like you know what someone approached us with this opportunity the appraisal we all know appraisals are some bullshit especially when it comes right. to like the black when you're community. black they definitely yeah. lowball us but in Hello. their head they probably was like we it's come with a lot of drama mm-hmm. that i don't really have the time nor patience to deal with it's like when you think about when you know people inherit like land or houses like when they're like a loved one passes away and it's mm-hmm. more than what they bargained for and so they ended up they end up selling it anyway so i, to, I feel you that to, it's to bigger me, than them but i hear, I not hear all of that. that i hear all of that but like why even embark on that journey when you knew that, that was a possibility so i don't know the story hmm. um i don't know the full story but i from reading bits and pieces it seems like there was like um I have like an organization. So I don't know if they approached it on their own and said, hey, like this is something we want to do for our family. Or if some historians uh-huh. or someone came to them and said, hey, you know, we've been doing some research. You think we have a good case. Do you want to move forward? Because uh-huh. I also think that that too helps to kind of like gauge where their mindset might be if it's something mm-hmm. that they truly felt passionate about it was like we're gonna do this for grandma willa and grandpa bruce or if it was like something was brought brought to them and they're like oh okay quick money let's let's get it mm-hmm. i mean i hear you and i understand the other side of it but it just wouldn't be me like because, right like black i mean i feel like um when you're talking about generational wealth, real estate is always in that. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't come along often. And to me, like I said, it's it's going to be all for nothing if you don't have a set plan of what you're about to do with this money. Because if you have no plan, then that money, you're going to have to pay taxes on that shit, first of all. So you're not even getting $20 million. Right. You might get half, maybe. Because I'm pretty sure you got to pay your lawyers and whatever else Thank you, you got to pay. You got to pay all of that. But we don't talk about, I think as a community, as a whole, and even though it's starting to shift, we don't talk about generational wealth enough. Like, a lot of black people, especially people in, I want to say like their age group, they get mm-hmm. antsy when you talk about money. And rightfully so. Like, we've just had like an uphill battle from that very beginning. But I also think that it, I I don't I think we are talking about it more because 
mind shit mind mm-hmm. minds are shifting like you know what i'm saying the mentality is shifting priorities are changing the generation before us like people in their like 40s and early 50s and stuff their minds are changing mm-hmm. but back then like it wasn't a thing to really pass something down it was just like i worked hard for this my whole life you go out and make your own way because that is how the black family black american right. family has been built on right so now the mind shift is is changing but so now you have to teach yourself about money because they ain't gonna teach us about that so you have to teach yourself about money what that means it's a difference between being rich and wealthy and how you know all these other things so yeah it looks nice if you're getting if you think that you're getting 20 million dollars but you're not and like i said if you don't have a plan for that and how you're going to build off of that money you should have kept the beach but that's my that's my point. You don't know what you don't know, and I feel like a lot of people, and especially, cause I feel like us and maybe like those like a little bit older than our age range, we get we get the importance of generational wealth and what it means to pass things down. But I could talk to people in my family or people in my network that are of a certain age demographic, and they are the people that's like, look. You get your money, you know, do like, you know, work your like 30, 40 years and retire, get a pension, even though I don't even think pensions are even a thing now, but like they still have that Both kind of like, states and stuff. I don't know. they have that mindset where it's like, it, it's a, it's a very closed way of thinking about money in a very like short sighted way. Right. So even if we take money out of it. It's a pride thing. Like, you're, you don't know what they're... The pride is there are millionaires. But are they, Are you going to stay a millionaire, though? Because you can't have... <laughs> they you can't say you, you, you can't. You don't know what you don't know. So they might not be millionaires for long. So at the end of the day, like, have some pride. Like, black people, like, this shit don't come along often. And like it I don't. said, if they paying you $20 million, that shit's worth a whole lot more. And I'm going to hold that shit. Especially longer than a year, you're going to come off that money. If you paying me at twenty, if you're trying to pay me twenty million in year one, what you paying me mm-hmm. in year five? That's all I'm saying. But you know, we gotta we gotta take it while the iron's hot. That's the mentality yeah. we got because you know they don't be giving us a or lot look, to begin with. Or they with. can leave my black self alone on my beach. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then you think about damn, look at all the millions I didn't. <laughs> nope. Nope. I did not have. Nope. No. This is not open bar. We have to move on. Right. We do have to move on. So but y'all let us know what y'all think. Like, would you have, have sold it? it? Would you have held it? Which y'all, what would y'all yes. have <laughs> I, I would have held it, but I see why someone would have sold it too. So I ain't even going to be mad because there's people like bashing them. They should have held it longer than a year. I think that's, that's really like, my issue too. That's my issue. But they, they didn't even test the waters. But like you said, this ain't open bar. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a lot going on. But before we really get into our real open bar, can you go ahead and give us a preview for our On The Rocks letter for this week? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one was really cute. Somebody's got a little crush, and they've come to their sissies to, you know, give them a little perspective on how they should approach the situation so it's real cute i am excited to get into it stay tuned i'm excited listen i love i love a good good, cute little story i love it yes 
yes. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get even more bottles popping. Let's refill these cups with this sidebar. Like, what are we sipping on for our open bar? Girl. Yes, girl. <laughs> Congratulations are in order. To me? No, I mean, maybe. <laughs> to me? You do any you do anything great? I mean, I, I woke up this morning and gave the world my best. I woke up like this. <laughs> hey, I woke up like this. Flawless. <laughs> I woke up and gave the world Not my you. best. Not me? Okay. Not you, okay. but Nicholas Cannon. Uh, mm-hmm. He has welcomed baby number 12 yeah. into this fabulous world. Slow clap. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. It's, I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh-huh. Like, I just don't know. So, I mean, y'all know, but. Just, just in case you don't know, this is his twelfth child. Yeah, I think he has five mothers. Okay, let, let, let's just go down the, the family tree real quick. Yeah, hit that family tree. So he has dumb babies with Mariah Carey. That's so you got twins, mm-hmm. right? Boom. So twins, twins runs in this man. Twins blood. run in the DNA. Pew. Pew, okay? And all up in the Seem DNA. like he don't miss. Yeah. So he got twins by Mariah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then he has two... And then if celebrity kids' names be weird as shit. So he, has, he has a golden, rise, and powerful queen by Brittany Bell. All right, so that's, that's two. 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 Mm-hmm. Twins, Zion and Zillion, and daughter, beautiful Zeppelin. With Abby De La Rosa. So that's three. three. Son, legendary love. With Brie, whoever. Mm-mm. That's four. Mm-hmm. My bad. I, I don't bad. know how to yep. say her last name. So Brie T. We want Brie T. So that's four. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Onyx with Lanisha. Mm-hmm. You know, the only... Dark skin one up in the bunch. That's five. Variety. Oh, okay. That's five. So you already. And then two kids with Alyssa Scott, the one who passed. Yeah. And, and then they just had another one um, a few weeks, weeks ago? ago. Weeks ago. So that's six. That's six. That's six. Twelve kids, six mothers. Mm-hmm. Wow. I... <laughs> we can start with that. Uh, wow. So part of me is like, he can afford the children. Yeah. But then the he other is part financially is like, stable enough to provide. That's only to one part Correct. of raising a child. Mm-hmm. And even, I feel, okay, so there's this like um, series on. I think it's on Peacock, so I'm not sure if it comes on like regular cable TV. But there's this um, psychologist that interviews a lot of famous people. Interviewed Nick Cannon. I think this is the first time that he admitted that he that he has guilt mm-hmm. um, in having like so many children. 
because like he can't really like be there be present exactly be present and that's the biggest and he stretched thing thin. like they stretch thin so my man looks tired every time i see him like the bags under his eyes bigger he looks tired yeah but this is the position he put himself in i think he, i don't even think he's at what point do you be like man i'm gonna wear a condom or like i'm gonna pay for the like the the birth control the plan but B. they're all like okay with it but i don't even think this is his last mm. kid that's the crazy thing i don't think so either Mm-mm. he said he was stretched thin and he you know maybe he underestimated initially outside of that traditional role of providing like being that man oh i provide and i'm out blah 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 like, you need to still show up and be present. How are you doing that? Right. What was your plan for that? It all sounds fine and dandy. Like, oh, I want to leave a legacy here, and I want mm-hmm. to increase, you know, the humankind. And all that sounds lovely, but, like, how are you... There's still human beings that you're bringing into this world, and how are you going to positively affect them? You've got sons that need your perspective, that need... Um, mm-hmm. your help and how they're supposed to navigate this world as a black man, and then there's girls that you that you that you contribute to that need that strong male figure there as well to teach about self-respect and all these other things so did you really think that through nick did you he didn't he was just getting his rocks it, off it sounded he good. even said that i think at one point he said he was um he was in therapy mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be abstinent but then he was like, um <laughs> his son had passed away his son passed away and so you know i think a lot of men cope with sex right mm-hmm. but he but he was like okay go ahead. he 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 just said women was throwing the shit at him and you know being who he is he's not gonna say no but he was but at the same time but before his like, son passed he he already had children right in abundance so i don't want to touch sorry. too much on that but i don't like don't use that as yeah. for why you weren't able to to be emotionally present and and be and abstain from sex because you had quite mm-hmm. a few children by the time you're that he but by the time Zen was born so right. I'm not buying that. I don't know. It's weird. I so I mean he's not the only person that has like a lot of kids. I know another one is Ocho Cinco. But he'll like tell you in a second that all of his children were intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, that like when he was selecting or choosing the mothers of his children, he looks for like women who had like athletic prowess because he wanted to like breed breed um, athletes. Um, it's weird though because I think the children are the people. Who like who suffer, suffer the, the repercussions of this? Like, yeah, right. There's two adults making a decision together, but how are that? How are those choices trickling down to those children who now have to navigate this world? So yeah, y'all made the decision to have all these kids together. I'm like, oh, it sounds nice, but what was your plan when the child actually gets here right. and they're growing and they need things from you? They're not a baby. They're not cute anymore. They're a child or a young adult with real problems and real issues and need guidance. Right. How are we navigating that? What are we doing? You're not in the home. The mother's trying mm-hmm. to make it too. She's stretched thin because I, it's like I was raised by a single mom, mm-hmm. but I would not wish that shit on anybody. It is hard trying to like in a in a two 
per, like a two like mother father household mm-hmm. trying to raise a child so like props to all of the single parents out yeah, there doing it definitely. i firmly believe that raising children is not something that is meant to be done alone and i know people take pride in it but it, the, it's, it's fucking hard mm-hmm. and so for you to like just creating all of these broken households yes you have the money to take care of them but that's i mean we hear it over and over again money don't buy happiness it does not that's and very, oh, especially when you have kids like they don't care they don't have a concept no. of money so that means nothing to them they're like oh are you coming to my game today are you coming to my recital today <laughs> as or i'm about to say as a as Akon says, apparently that's a white thing. I was just a, yes, uh, a white thing. So, did it, is it Akon something white? Akon. Uh, Akon had an interview, or he was featured on someone's like interview or podcast, and they had asked him about the situation. He was, you know, Akon um, is African, and so he was just like he he also has like multiple families. Mm-hmm. And so he like empathizes with Nick Cannon because that's what he does. And so then the person who was interviewing him brought up the idea of like, you know, well, how are you supposed to be there emotionally for your kids? Like you can't make it to every recital. And that's when he said like, oh, recitals are a white, a white, a white man's thing. No, showing up. However, how, whatever your child is into showing up for that is not a white thing. And that's a parent he, thing. <laughs> so twisted yeah and so going back to to nick and how he's supposed to be responsible and i i do like the point where you're pointing out that he is creating broken families because a lot of people are were comparing it to polygamy but a lot of times when they're mm-hmm. when it's a polygamous household sometimes when a man has multiple partners that he has multiple wives yes they're my, married. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. They're in the same I, household. Kids intermingling. Yes. Sister, wives, all type of stuff. Yes. It's a blended family for real. A little unconventional to mm-hmm. Western standards or whatever you want to call it, but they married. Rings on all of them. Mm-hmm. Providing for all of them. Their children are growing up together. Their wives are growing or going through life together. Very different than you having a household over here and a household over there and a couple of kids here, a couple of kids there. No wonder you stretched in. You should yes. be. And that's my thing. Like, I, if if he was in like a, a polygamous relationship, like in, in its truest form, so not just you know, like people want to think they they real deep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got multiple women. No, but in in its truest form, if he was in a polygamous relationship, while well, that ain't my thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't knock it. Like, if y'all were living under the same roof, or at least in a, a cold a compound, or a compound, something, then I would give you a little more leeway, because y'all would have the, the support. Like, you're creating your own little community. Y'all would have to support each other. Your, your kids are not going to grow up knowing each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it's just no way. They might see each other, maybe during the holidays, or special occasions, be like, hey, hey, oh, yeah, all right. My well, that's my sister that's or my, my brother. brother over there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know this person. Right. We didn't grow up together. I, and it, that's fucking wild. And then even like when people think about like polygamy and and taking it back into taking it back to the motherland, because you know a, a lot of like polygamy at one point was common in in certain parts of Africa. Um, from my research, because I am not African, I am African American. 
part of the lost tribe. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but with, with that said, in, in even doing our research, it was it was a status thing, mm-hmm. and even in it in in it how it presents in today's world, it is a status thing because having multiple kids by multiple partners it's rooted in poverty at least in america Mm -hmm. it is rooted in poverty it's not something that you typically see outside of like in people who are like middle class and upper class and it's the question what came first the chicken or the egg Mm -hmm. was it the poverty that caused them to like you know have a lot of kids or you know they had a lot of kids and a lot of kids is a lot of money raising kids are expensive yeah. a carton of eggs is like six dollars now what's it's up? out of control <laughs> inflation is real y'all um so it's just a lot to unpack i mean i i know on the flip side that it is it, when you're talking about status it's a status thing when it's Usually the male having multiple wives and having multiple mm-hmm. children. But if it's a flip side, if it's a woman having multiple children with multiple men, it's not glorified in the same way. No. Right? She's like, oh. She, she a hoe. She's a hoe. She loose with it. She a hoe. She, she loose. She's this. She's that. So completely different. Um completely different perspective mm-hmm. if a female does those same things which is interesting but i know that when we were doing research we were, we were finding that for women it's a lot of times because the the criminal justice system you know black for black women yes 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 and mm-hmm. you know black men are locked up at a disproportionate rate so yeah like we have this kid together but now you away and now i'm in a different relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. right so of course it is that always that double standard as well it's acceptable quote-unquote for a man to do that mm-hmm. but not a woman so i i i mean that's that's always my biggest concern is that you know it's all fine and dandy but like i said you're making these adult decisions but it's the kids that are, are carrying that burden and if you're admitting as an adult that you're stretched then how are you changing that what you gonna do? At this point, what the fuck can he do? Shit, make sure all his like, kids in are all in the, honesty. Make sure all his kids in a band do? so he can go to the recital. You are at, at child number twelve. Your children and he's not, not done. live together. He's not even done. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody's probably pregnant re- right now. You know, I be I be looking through the comments and shit, right? Because you know, the comments comments be popping off. Post. Oh my it's god! Not the yes. post itself, it's the, but the comments. comments. Oh, I love the comments. So I read something that someone said. Nick Cannon has lupus. Yes. Okay. And so they, this person, had the theory they heard from somewhere that he was allegedly having all of these children for stem cell research. For stem cell research. So that it's for his lupus. <sighs> Uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't believe it. But at the same time, I can't put nothing past nobody because you're at child number 12. 12. But one thing about child, uh, so, so something is not clicking. Something is not happening. And it seems he only has six children, six moms. Mm-hmm. The kids are, t- I mean, he has 
he has a, he has a thing for multiple. I mean, we shouldn't you really know, be, be putting Mariah in the this club. Because she ain't asked for this. <laughs> I wonder how she. I wonder how Mariah feels, and I wonder how she probably like their feels. Um, um like that's. I, I would love to see that interview, and and she probably not gonna you know throw her son under the bus, mm-hmm. but I would really love to know. Like as a mom, I. I don't know if he, like, grew up in a single mother household or not. But just as a black mother, how do you feel about your son Yeah, that you've raised? And, he, and Nick Cannon, like, he has accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- people be, like, shitting on his credentials. But, people, like, no, no, no. He, people be he has accomplished a lot. He'll be shitting on his rap career. That's what they shit on. No, I don't think people know Nick Cannon has his hands in as many times as he does. As, aside from like, have the, you the seen that of the shows? <laughs> have you seen that? But Never mind. <laughs> I'm a gigolo. No, that's the only I song love I that know. Song, but no, <laughs> there's this like little skit or whatever, and then a guy is like, um, he he tells this woman like, "Ayo, name a Nick Cannon song in five seconds, you're gonna die." <laughs> she couldn't do it. She was like, um, um, um. <laughs> I was like, I think people be shitting on him. And no, no, no. His music he's career. He's not the gangster person. It, he it's can't, not just his he, music career. He can't flow. Everyone knows that. He, Come on. He can't. Come on. But don't front like Love Ain't Cost a Thing wasn't like one of your movies. It was. It was horribly acted. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. But I feel like a lot of people like I mean he he's accomplished a lot mm-hmm. to be so young. Yeah. Um for sure. And it sucks that a lot of that too is being shadowed by like his reproductive history. Um but I do wonder how like you know, as a black woman mm-hmm. his mom feels about him having all of these multiple families. Mm-hmm. Um that's interesting. I mean, who do you even blame in this situation? Him. America. Him or the baby mother? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I blame them all. Him and the baby I mother. I blame them all. Not Mariah, because she was actually his wife. She, don't she was his wife. She was the first one. And they were actually, they were married even a little bit after they had the, the babies and mm-hmm. stuff like they that. They were so, married for six years. Yeah, so I, she, she's, I, you know, she's removed. I don't count her. And this is like a recent thing because his kids have come like kind of back to back. Like, so it's mm-hmm. not like it's like been a long journey. Right. Yeah. Um, and at one point he said, because of his lupus, he had like a scare and about like, you know, when you, when you sick or like certain things happen, you start to like look at your mortality different. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I want to do this and this and leave a legacy. So I think it's a lot of like mental things going on Um, in the brain. You know, unresolved issues. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know, because then he has the one baby mother, the one, the dark-skinned one, the one that has um, baby Onyx, who's like, she don't want to be a part of the narrative, but sister girl, you put yourself in the narrative. five of six? Right. You're in the narrative. Or, so look, you knew what it was, and that goes back to another topic, when these men are honest with you mm-hmm. and you've seen their history and their pattern yet and still, I don't know if you think you could be the one to change right. them or so. I, I mean, I absolutely blame him, but I think the mothers minus Mariah, right. Um, 
are equally at fault. And even my probably the second one. No, from two, two through, does she? A little bit. Mm. Because it was his first relationship outside of his marriage. So it was probably like, a, oh, we're vibing. You like me. I like you. Oops, I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? So she only has... She gets a little bit of leeway. So number two only has one with him? Okay. No. Number two has, I think, three. Mm, nope. Two through... Six. But she got a pass on the first one. Exactly. But, but, but the mother, the second mother of his kids, that second child and down? Nah. Yeah. Mm. I blame, yeah. I blame both of them because... I think it was very um, selfish, maybe initially. I don't know how he pitched mm-hmm. the idea. Not sure what he said. I wasn't there. <laughs> but um, I do blame both of them because I don't think they understood the weight of what they were asking their children to carry. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of disappointment, you know? And I have. You know, I know people and family who were waiting for their dad to show up mm. and what that mm-hmm. feels like. And they mm-hmm. still remember it. And some of them are grown, like grown, grown, grown. Mm-hmm. And that's still something that like, damn, like I remember you, you know, you always remember yeah. that feeling when you're standing there waiting and hoping somebody coming and they ain't coming. You know what I mean? Mm. So for him to already acknowledge that he's spread thin like, how are you combating that? How are you going to make sure that you're showing up? I think yeah. a lot of the times we negate how we negate the importance of how much it means to just show up. Yeah. You know, we take that gender role very serious and say, like, you know, he's a provider, he's the head of the household and things like that. But yeah, you need to be present too. Because mm-hmm. kids don't understand. Mm-hmm. Money. They understand time. Yep. That's what they understand. Mm hmm. So I blame all question. Again. All right. So, this whole idea of like living life as a single mom, the narrative mm-hmm. that is pushed out to people is that it, it, it's a black thing, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the stereotype. Co- See, so of course, of course. Research shows what twenty percent of American women mm-hmm. have a children with multiple partners. By midlife, right? Mm-hmm. Of this 20%, 59% are African-American women. Mm. But that's only 59%. So we still got, like, Hispanic women who represent, like, 35%. No, sorry, white women represent 35%. And then Hispanic women, 22%. So that's still, that's still a pretty big chunk. Absolutely. So why do you think that it's like, a lot of people think of it as like a black thing. Like this is a black thing because other races don't have this issue. I mean, that's always the Western thought. Anything negative, it's a black problem. Like, so it's always like black people on welfare and black who this. We only represent like not even 14% of the entire U.S. population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how is it possible <laughs> that we're the majority in all of these categories where we're like 
not the smallest, but one of the smallest minority, you know, one of the smallest groups of people in this country. It doesn't make sense. But I think that's the, that's the easiest, um, narrative to push is that this is a black problem. This is a black issue. Black people don't do this. They're lazy. They only have kids. They're in poverty. So I think that's the easiest thing, you know, to push as opposed to saying, hey, white women have this issue too. Or it's more, it's more white women than black. I mean, the world would just, everybody just fall out. <laughs> white women? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world would crumble. Yeah. Their world. No, I, they hate us because they I'm going to step on, you know. all this to say being present for your children means a lot Mm -hmm. it means everything so just because you made it just because you got a, a little a little change a piece of status does not mean that you gotta go over here procreating and being fruitful and multiplying creating all of these broken homes if you don't have the time to do so Right. Like, at some point, move all these kids into the same house. I don't know. Put do them something. on a compound. Like, I don't know. You have so you to can walk across. Like, you, so you can literally go down a row. Buy a whole street. A whole block. Right. Seem like, hey, and hey. They didn't even spend the holidays together. Because he got fucking pictures. With, with, with a group over here. individual, yes. like, family. Gross. So, you, like, at some point, you got to bring everybody to the table. And that's even for the mothers, minus Mariah. But I mean, at some point, you got to do what's best, like what's in best interest uh-huh. for your kids. And maybe, you know, maybe she like those commoners, like I'm Mariah bitch. She's like, she's like, look, if I happen to be, look, if I happen to be there when y'all are there at the same time, then okay. Otherwise, I don't got it. Right. She gonna send y'all. It's like, she gonna send y'all an invoice for her time. <laughs> as she should. As she fucking should. Uh, send thing. you a. Invoice. Uh, I love it. Mm. All them babies. Oof. Well, I, I hope he's done. He ain't done. I don't I, think I, so. That's my so. that's my hypothesis. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done either. And it's interesting that he keeps rotating the same women because they're like with. It's getting weird so. now. It's almost like he's like got a like a, a lab full of women at this point. <laughs> I'm sure, like, they it's have an NDA and all this other stuff. Because, I mean, they even have to make appointments for him to show up with his, like, secretary and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them said that. What? One of them was, like, that she was pregnant at the time, and she said that she had to, like, talk to his secretary to get on his calendar. What? Because he's so busy. See, that's the weird shit. But, I mean, with 12 children... I, I guess so. That is, I guess that's what you would have to do. That, like, oh, there's a you got some date. Like, you reaching out to me individually, but I'm I'm a busy man, so I gotta. I don't I don't control my calendar, so make sure you talk to whomever so that it's on the books, so we can work around it, wild so you can show up. That's why. And then she just said it like it was just, it was normal. I mean, I guess for her it is. I mean, especially if she was a couple of kids in. Mm. I can't keep trying to go these women. (laughs) Side car must have me stumbling, but I got (laughs) 
I got through. We'll see. So yeah, maybe we'll have the same conversation on June. June. It's January. Fuck. January sixth. 2024 and see how many kids this man got and we'll see if if 12 is it or if we'll be at fucking 20 within the next year i know y'all gonna have like, to wrap, just wrap it up i mean he, i don't even think that's his goal right now so i don't even think it's a thing of like wrapping up because they're not like oops kids they're like intentional so at this point like what is your plan like it's not his obligation to share shit with me, but I would love to see something written down. <laughs> I'm telling you, now that, the look, research. Look, if you're posting about your new kid, you can post about a plan. Like, what are you doing? Because I don't, I don't see it. It's a business venture or something. I, I like, can't. Something got a kid. I can't see it. So put, well, he got three sets of twins. So let's say. Does he have three sets? At least two. He definitely has two. Okay, let's say two sets. Two sets of twins. That's a lot. That that's even a lot. Yeah, I think he 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 definitely has two for sure. Sir, you just need to wrap it up. What Andy Cohen told him on national TV to get a vasectomy. I ain't know how to feel about you know the, the white men. Don't talk, the white man, don't you know? It's almost like that thing. Like but. if <laughs> if you got you know like a sibling and shit, you but like, I can talk shit, but you better right, not. But you you better not say nothing. I was like, oh, mouth. we going there. On New Year's so, Eve, that's where we going. But he right though. So like, have, have you considered a vasectomy? The onus no. is on him. That's our last word. The onus mm. is on Nick Cannon to provide for his family, but it's also financially, but also with time. He has to pay that forward. So I hope is you know now that he realizes that he's stretched thin. I hope that's something that he's aware of and he makes more of an effort to show up. And because when you got, you know, he has so many kids that they're not all going to be interested. It's a slim chance to all be interested in the same thing. So that could be mean mm-hmm. basketball or music concerts, lacrosse or shit. I don't know, like a, whatever else, you know, there's could be a spectrum of things that they'll int- you know that are interest these children and they'll have many different hobbies and he need to find a way to show the fuck up no he don't what he said his body his choice that was his response so okay well show up because these kids didn't have no choice <laughs> you did they did not Hello, they didn't part. have no choice so show that up part so y'all let us know like y'all think he's wrong is he on the right path y'all think he's done having kids or you know, or is this the same? Do y'all think it's the same as polygamy, or does polygamy hold like more of a higher standard because polygamy. they're usually on a compound in the same house? The ki- the children are being raised together. I'll definitely make sure y'all let us know in the comments because uh, Nick ain't looking too good in my eyes. I don't know. It's a man sowing his seed just because he think he got money and that and think that's will, enough. Like atone for everything. I don't guess. Like I like it. Okay, like as usual, like that topic got me right. I am like blissfully buzzing. Say that five times fast. Blissfully buzzing. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so why don't you go ahead? Let's go ahead and get into our on the rocks. Give us the letters so we can get that perspective going for this young lady that needs our help. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you this is a cute one. So. Yes, I love a good story. I'm such a romantic Loki. 
Let me let me read that letter. Let me put on my glasses. <laughs> I don't know if I can hear me put on my glasses. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> y'all, she's talking to us. Me and Shafanta and all y'all listening to the, the episode right hey, now. Y'all, I have a work crush. Thank oh. you. <laughs> I know that everyone says don't get involved with someone on the job, but I'm not worried about mm. it. He constantly checks in on me and texts me, have a great day or happy holidays. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Y'all, I can't stop dreaming about this man. He's <laughs> tall. He got a deep voice. He had ambitions. My dreams are becoming a little sexual now. Ooh. Spicy. Yeah. Child, I'm worried. I don't really date, but if he asks me out, I think I'd consider. The thing is, he asked me out twice already in the past, and I told him I'd think about it. Now, I feel bad. He probably lost a little interest with a little interest that he had in me. So, what would y'all do if y'all was in my shoes? Um, I mean, go ahead and... Can I just say something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> How you go from have a great day to happy holidays? Um, that was just probably, like, through the things that like, he says. Like, so, oh, like, maybe sporadically. He's like, oh, have a good day. And then, then the holidays came, and he's like, oh, have a good holiday. But you're taking something generic as happy holidays to, like, he's feeling me. I mean, he texts her, so. And maybe they maybe they flirted beforehand. I mean, he obviously has her. I hope so. He has her number. I hope I don't so. have my coworkers phone number. That's true. You're right. You're right. So, you're right. he does okay. have her number, so they've exchanged there and did a little kiki haha. If I was, Should she mix business with pleasure? Why not? I mean, where else are you going to meet somebody these days? Like, That is true. But a lot of jobs. At least she know this man rules. got a job. Like, you know, she but got a, a job. Of, a lot of places have rules. Yeah, if like you're like an executive. If you're like an executive. No, no, no. I know people that have worked for a large company. Large. And they were dating. We don't know where and we don't know where sis is at. So if sis is at a smaller company, they probably don't <laughs> give a fuck. If you getting your work done, they don't care what you're doing with your free time. <laughs> you should go for it. I mean, yeah. you turned him down twice already. So if so you're gonna have to be the one to reach out at this point. Mm-hmm. So I definitely was like, hey, like you want to hang out, blah blah. You have to be the one to make the first move because he ain't gonna ask you out again. Yeah. You didn't told him no. no you twice. already didn't turn him down twice. Not once, but twice. You definitely have to make the first move now. You lucky he's still texting. No, for real. Holiday. No, really. (laughs) (laughs) So you you will have to ask him out on a date, and you're gonna have to plan the date at this point because you turned him down twice. Mm -hmm. So now I think you gotta pay for the date, but you're gonna have to plan it. She gotta pay for it too. Yeah, she's asking him out. She needs to be ready to pay for it. Be ready to pay for it, but don't offer. Just be like. I planned it. You come in and see what, see how he, right. See when that, when, I have a good feeling that, that he going to be like, I got you. When that little portfolio come to the table, then mm-hmm. y'all can figure it out. But you know, be prepared. To most of the time sure. they still give it to the man, even though they're not supposed to. Yeah. Cause you know, that's considered like sexist, mm-hmm. but I'm like, shit. I will say mostly like the last portfolio. two times I've been out, they'll place it in the middle. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact opposite. Like, they were doing that at one point in time, but I don't know if they said what times is hard. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to help sis out. <laughs> but they always get 
probably like, ooh, here, girl. Let me help you out. Uh, right. But yeah, plan that date. Let us know how it went. Yes, go, go for um, it. Be careful. Yes. Because it is... So if it doesn't go like you want it to, be classy, be a lady. You know, don't let him see you sweat. Don't let your co-worker see you sweat. You move on. Keep it professional. Y'all can still be good co-workers. It sounds like he's a good dude. So, okay. keep it professional. Good luck. Invite us to the <laughs> wedding. Destination, please. Thanks. How are we already at wedding? Huh. I did not even first date yet. Just hopeful. I need a vacation. I do want to. That's I'm, what I'm was. saying. I do want to go to a wedding, though. But you know, weddings be the best party. They free do. food, free drinks. I love it. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Alright, y'all. <laughs> so this is the last call. Last call. Uh-huh. Okay. What you got for us? Um, I just want to shout out the gymnast at Fisk mm-hmm. University, Nashville, Tennessee. They competed. They are the yes. first university to have. Uh, excuse me. The first HBCU to have a gymnastics program. They were the first mm-hmm. university to compete in an NCAA, uh, NCAA gymnastics tournament. So shout out to them. They make a history. I went back and watched the highlights, and the first uh, the first. Performing the first gymnast, she did a floor exercise. She was crying and, and stuff. It was so cute. It was such a proud moment. So, shout out to them. Yes, I'm surprised that that's like the first, first HBCU. gymnastics program at a HBCU. Yeah. So they were um, they were working with a nonprofit, but the nonprofit down there, um, it's like Brown Girl Gymnastics, I think, or something like that. I can't mm. remember the name off the top of my head, but it's something like that. And they were trying to um, get on board with HBCUs for a long time, but they were kind of told that it wasn't really a black sport and, you know, black people weren't really mm. interested in it and things like that. But there has been a steady increase in black gymnasts mm-hmm. since um, Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, since yes. they came on board. So there's been a, um, an increase since 2012 of black gymnasts in the sport. So um, one of the young ladies... Her uncle, I think, was on, like, the board or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, like, say less. I got you. So, literally, within, like, a couple of weeks, yes. they had built this program. So, from the ground up, they still need, like, lots of money. They don't have their own training facilities and things like that. But um, definitely, definitely a proud moment because I know a lot of – well, not I, I don't know, but um, I assume a lot of gymnasts will want to attend HBCU, but they feel like they can't because mm-hmm. they want to – also continue their gymnastics career so it's nice that these doors may be more doors may be opening in the future so definitely a good news story love it yay love it love Love it that's all i had i finally have something i feel like i only have something like every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) black people are so amazing so i'm here for it i'm here for all of the barriers broken it's Mm -hmm. our time y'all yes it's our time yes Thank you all for tuning in. Um, please, please, please follow us on IG and TikTok, both at underscore a sip at the table. You know, we got your polls, your questions, mm-hmm. your playlists, your quotes, some delicious cocktail recipes. If you got it on the rocks, you need some perspectives from your girl, feel free to email us at a sip at the table at gmail.com. Um, DM us, or we also have, um, in our link tree, a link to an anonymous um, submission. Just in case you don't want us to know 
that we talking about you. <laughs> we got You'll you. just know that we're talking about exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> but you're going to be the only one that knows. No one else will know. Yes. <laughs> also, um, if you are listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and leave us a five-star um, review. And you can also leave us a voice message that we can play on air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else we good? I think that's it. That's all we got. All right. Happy New Year. Yes, we y'all. hope that you are enjoying yourself. We hope that you got a plan. It's going to be a prosperous New Year. Like, let's... 2023 is it. Yep. We've been in the trenches for too long. Yes, let's get out. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Happy New Year, y'all. See Step y'all later. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,